0: All the big prospect workouts are done. What do we make of the Hornets not releasing any videos for any of the prospects? Plus, we'll lead off with another Jake Fisher soundbite on Locked On Hornets. We're Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, because we live. We live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your podcast. That always includes YouTube. There's Doug Branson, the long hair, the locks flowing in the wind. You can check him out on his substack, stack, everyhornetsboxscore.com. And you can listen to me, Walker Mail, every weekday on WFNZ from 12 to 3 p.m. So we have the workouts completed. Brandon Miller. We do know at least Brandon Miller was in town, Doug. They didn't release a video, but we do know that he released a Snapchat where it was him on a plane. And then it gave you the mark and said, yep, in Charlotte, North Carolina. So we know he was here. I'm Uh, excited.
1: Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited for Brandon Miller and Scoot. Apparently some Thompson twins were here. I'm so excited. I haven't seen any video. Uh, I'll have to take their word for it. I don't, I haven't seen them work out. Uh, I I didn't even, we didn't hear them talk. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, I don't know how I'm supposed to get like super excited about it, but Hey, they're here. Great.
0: All right. Yeah. So, so now they're gone. Um, I I guess, I don't know if Brandon Miller is still here, but, but they could be gone. We do know uh, that they worked out. At least we think we know that. All right, let's go to the soundbite first before we start to talk a little more about that, because I saw Brian Windhorst on get up yesterday, Doug, and At the very end of the show, they were moving on. They were moving past the Denver Nuggets, winning the championship. And he said, quote, there's going to be big drama with picks two and three on NBA draft night, if not on draft night itself in the days leading up to it, because we don't have a feel for Charlotte and we don't have a feel for the Blazers. So there's Brian Windhorst, who is comedically all knowing doing the whole this thing with the Utah Jazz last offseason. What does that mean? Right. So Wendy is all knowing Jake Fisher's been pretty good at this too. And we talked with him on Friday, as we mentioned yesterday, here's Jake Fisher on Weston Walker discussing the validity, or at least the the real value in mock drafts, having Brandon Miller going number two.
1: The mock draft and any person outside of Charlotte, even in Charlotte who tells you they know what the Hornets are going to do. They're chumping the gun a little bit early here. Um, the Thompson Twins, I know, are in, were in there yesterday. I think they're still working out and visiting today. Um, they'll have both Brandon and Scoot in over the next couple of days. And I think after this franchise and their personnel get to figure out a little bit more about these guys and close, get to see them measure, um, get to interview them and have them in their building, have some meals with them, then I think we'll start to really have a true understanding. So, Anyone who's just waiting Brandon Miller in it, too, I think that's... Uh, probably uh, like at best guesswork at this moment and we'll have to see as things get closer if that starts to change
0: we're almost a week out june 22nd right it is the 14th as we stand here today so very close to the nba draft on thursday night next week doug and still nobody knows really what the charlotte hornets are going to do some people have said they think Brandon Miller is going to be the pick, but it's all guesswork. As Jake said, they don't have a feel for Charlotte, as Brian Windhorst ha- said. And and so here we are still not knowing what the Hornets are going to do.
1: And that's the way they want it, right? Mm-hmm. They, they want it that way because uh, they are probably still entertaining lots of offers for that second overall pick, because honestly... It, it, it's a different situation, I guess, than if they were the third pick, for example, and you don't want you don't want people to know what you're going to do, specifically if you're Portland. You don't want Charlotte to know who you like because you don't want them to take that player. It's not that situation with Charlotte. San Antonio is going to take Victor Webinyama. The, the, the choice is all Charlottes, whether they want Scoot or Brandon or one of the Thompson twins or they want to trade the pick. But it's all about trade leverage at this point, and we've already seen – You know, some rumors floating out there with New Orleans and Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram and all of these names. But I I can't imagine those are the only names. I think people uh, are super excited about this draft. I think front offices are super excited about this draft. And, you know, a few of them are going to fall in love uh, with a particular player, whether that be Brandon Miller or Scoot Henderson. And, you know, the, the Hornets have to drive up that price as much as possible, because if they trade this pick, Walker... Uh, a pick that I think could you know, change this Hornets organization for the next 10 years for the better, could vault them uh, into a similar situation that Denver has found itself in now, breaking a 47-year streak drought of no title, getting their first title. If they trade that pick, it has to be for a package that is so overwhelming that it convinces the entire fan base that they've done something right. Because this fan base is already skeptical. At best, cynical at worst. And, you know, if if this front office that may not even be the front office, if this team sells, if this front office sells out the Charlotte Hornets by making a trade that maybe adds some value to the sell price, but doesn't do them any long term good. I mean, that would to me, that would be devastating. For the fan base,
0: well, and it, you mentioned the asset here. I did see this conversation. I think Nada got involved in the convo. He brought up Eric Dambier, uh Dampier's contract from a while back. Where the The second, well, that's the quite second a iteration. Name. That is that is I an know.
1: extraordinary name.
0: Yes. So the question was: Is this number two pick the most important asset, at least in the Bobcats slash Hornets era? That they've ever had. So you've had the second overall pick before you had it right from the get go with the Okafor. You had it with MKG. I, I don't I don't know if there is one that's more important than this second overall pick where you have two guys and you get to pick between both of them that are considered second overall pick worthy in Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller and a deep draft where there's always been one guy that's always going to go number one in Wimby, but we had the whole scoot would be number one and a lot of other drafts. Brandon Miller played so much better. I don't know if there's been another asset that would get this kind of attention. Like I heard Bobby Marks on Mac and bone on WFNZ yesterday. And he was saying how, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would make that second overall pick for Zion and, or just Brandon Miller or excuse me, Brandon Ingram, you'd have mm-hmm. to add something else to it. I mean, so It's funny, Zion and Brandon Ingram aren't enough by themselves, which have a lot of value, even with the injury history and even with Brandon only being a one-time All-Star only. This second overall pick, it might be as big an asset that this team has ever had.
1: Well, it's bigger because of the situation, right? The, 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 The Bobcats at that point were so bad that they needed to make the pick for the future. Mm -hmm. The Hornets are not as bad. Uh, Their record wasn't great last season, but we all know the context around that injury, so on and so forth, the Miles Bridges situation. They are going to add talent this offseason just by virtue of guys getting healthy and possibly bringing back Miles Bridges. So I think that's what makes the trade intrigue a a little bit saucier, is that this team is primed to to make some moves, and it's just do they value you know those assets coming back more than they value the opportunity to take Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller? But what I take from the Fisher uh, sound that you had there is essentially what I've been saying all along. No one on the outside knows anything. Mitch Kupchak's comments right after the lottery really, I think, set this agenda of fit and, 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 and vaulted Brandon Miller from three to two I just I just believe that in my bones and I also believe that Scoot is the better prospect uh, because although he may be undersized uh, for the two guard position you know I think his length his athleticism his ability uh, to really get by, I, I think, anyone. I mean, his ability to drive to the basket is incredible, that burst of speed that he shows off. And look at these workout videos that he's releasing. I mean, this guy is strong, and and I think he's strong enough to carry a Hornets offense that still, even with Lamelo, can still stand to have some power. Needs a go-to score. You know, Lamelo, I think, is, is a go-to playmaker, absolutely. But they don't have a go-to scorer on this roster. Scoot Henderson can be that.
0: Yeah, and um, we'll see what they do on draft night. We're so close. And uh, let's talk a little bit more about the lack of workout videos coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. Doug called it an anti-move. The Hornets not releasing any anti-fan move, I should say. Uh, the Hornets have not released any workout video, be it the Thompson twins, Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller. Is this history repeating itself? Or is this something new just with the hope uh, high profile guys? We'll get to that in just a moment. But first I want to tell you guys about prize picks. This episode is brought to you by prize picks and you can pick two to six players. And if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available and they are. Offer projections on really any sport you watch the NBA, the WNBA, the NFL, MLB, men's and women's college basketball, eSports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, so many more. Just go check it out for yourself. You can download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix gives you a hundred. If you deposit fifty, they give you fifty. You get the idea. Don't forget to enter promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars. More Locked On Hornets coming up next. This is Locked On Hornets. And which, what, would what I have liked to
1: see a few more shards? Sh, shards? No, I would
0: not. Shards. <laughs> only on the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. So we're all done with the workouts here, Doug Thompson twins. It's Friday scoot Henderson, Sunday, Brandon Miller, Tuesday. And that'll be it for the high profile guys that you would think are in real consideration at number two. And even the Thompson twins at number two might be a little bit of a stretch. This is new though. You did call it an anti-fan move. The fact that we can't get excited. We can't look at the highlights from the workouts from any of these high profile prospects. We will have some more guys come in from the 27 to 41 range, but we don't have any video of the high profile ones. And we did last year, late lottery. So Mark Williams, we got to see some of that video and we've seen this before, but this is something new for the Hornets, I guess, because they are up at the number two territory for the first time since MKG.
1: It is anti-fan. It's it's not allowing fans to get excited by any of these prospects. The Thompson Twins, Scoot, Brandon Miller... You know, that camps have divided, not really for the Thompson twins. I mean, there are the advocates of the Thompson twins, but I think it's pretty clearly Scoot or Brandon Miller. And camps have developed, and you haven't allowed either camp to really get excited about these players. And I wonder if it is calculated, if if there is some idea of, hey, we might trade this pick. So there's no reason to get, you know, give false hope. Uh, to fans by by uh, really highlighting either of these players because we we might completely go a different direction we're not sold on actually making this pick you know I I think there could be some of that going on for sure Uh, this is not normal uh, for this organization as you said they have brought guys in before and not only you know they've invited media in to talk to these guys because I to me like, it's not about seeing them because we see all these private workout videos and and they're, you know, one on none. It's not really anything you can, I think, really legitimately glean from these videos and the little bits and pieces that the media get when they invite them in at the very end of the workout. Again, there's nothing you really glean from that. It's the ability to talk to these guys. And I think specifically Brandon Miller, um, you know, he did not, I would say, didn't do very well with his media session at the combine people were not satisfied with his answers and so another opportunity um to to talk to the media i think uh would have been valuable and then for scoot to make his case in in the building for scoot to make his case that that he could work alongside Lamelo, that would have been a great opportunity for fans to hear that as well and so we didn't get any of that and i think it's it's super disappointing uh but you know now we move on and the hornets have a big decision to make
0: well, yeah, and, and what's unfortunate too is we would see some of these guys last year. We'd get the the Zoom access. You could you could you know phone in via wherever you were. You didn't have to at least go to the Spectrum Center, and you could get some of those sound bites as well. And that's not even open, so access a little more limited this year. Just to, with these pre-draft workouts.
1: Yeah, you know, and and a lot of these players in the past when when the Hornets have been in mid-lottery or late-lottery situations, we've seen players scorn the Hornets and say, you know, no, nah, I'm not going to go work out for you. I'd like to be drafted a little higher, so I'm not going to work out for you. And now as an organization, you're in a situation where essentially everyone wants to work out for you, and you respond by not allowing anyone to talk to these guys, not allowing any media access, and, you know, it, it's just – It's just extremely disappointing. I think it's bush league, and you know I hope if there is a new version of this front office in the future that and they find themselves in a lottery situation that they would understand that, you know there there's there's PR to be gained here. There's I think you know people in Charlotte want to get excited about the Charlotte Hornets, and I don't know that the organization really understands that fully enough uh, that there are people that want to get excited about all of this and. If they'll only be allowed to.
0: Well, I you you did ask if it was calculated. I don't think there's any doubt it's calculated. It would be weird to have workout videos for Jaime Jaquez and not the Thompson twins.
1: Well, at least it, they didn't do it for Brandon Miller and and at least they didn't release Brandon Miller oh, yeah. to the media and then didn't do Scoot or or vice versa. You know, just that would be. You know, that would be ridiculous at that point. That would show that would show that would show their hand completely.
0: No, I wouldn't even know to be honest with you. I'd be so tripped up by it. I don't even <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to do with that information. <laughs> it might seem so clear, but at the same time, it'd be like, wait, why are you doing this? Why are you releasing this video? I was paying attention to it though. I, I was hoping, please, please, Charlotte, don't release a Brandon Miller video. Don't release a scoot and not a Brandon Miller. I just if you're gonna call it off for all of these guys, then just do that. And so even for good measure, the Thompson twins didn't even have a video released on them. I I do wonder if there's any kind of reason for it being that they didn't have six guys in there. You know how the other workouts it will include a group of five or a group of six. And these, had, these players had individual workouts. Yeah, that workouts. didn't
1: stop Portland. Portland was fine with the Oh, no, Portland, workout. yeah, I'm not saying it's you know. an
0: excuse. I'm trying to think if there was any other way. But, yeah, it's definitely calculated when you ask that question. Um, oh, hey,
1: I, I just thought of uh, an interesting wrinkle if the Hornets do trade with the New Orleans Pelicans. And I don't know that we really talked about this yesterday. We talked about want them wanting future assets or us wanting them to acquire future assets if you pair it alongside uh, you know, Zion Williamson or Brandon Ingram, but one of those very short-term future assets could be the 14th overall selection, which New Orleans Mm -hmm. uh, currently owns right now. And the Hornets would have the opportunity, most likely, if they're sitting at 14, to rectify a um, historical pain point for Hornets fans. They could draft a Kobe at 14. They could draft Kobe Bufkin, or is it Bufkin or Bufkin?
0: Oh, Bufkin, yeah.
1: Bufkin, Uh, yeah, getting buff. They could draft a Kobe at 14 and rectify a little historical pain point. All right.
0: So, so now maybe that sways you a little bit more into listening to new Orleans. We'll get to that in a moment. Coming up next on the lockdown Hornets podcast.
1: Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet.
0: Let's discuss the fallout of the trade rumors from Sham Sharania saying that the Pelicans want to move up to draft Scoot Henderson. We've heard more from you on who you'd be most interested in if you were to engage in trade talks. We'll get to some of those poll results coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. All right, Doug. So we talked about it extensively yesterday. Sham's dropped a pretty big report about the Pelicans being so interested in Scoot Henderson, they were looking to trade all the way up from number 14 to number two or number three. And that is a huge jump for anybody, especially in the NBA draft, because in the NFL draft, it's a monster jump. We were discussing that with the Carolina Panthers moving from nine to one in the NBA draft. When you have one player that can dramatically change your fortune. 14 to one's crazy. So you have to have something valuable already on your roster. And the Pelicans do, they have Zion who, despite the injury history is a force when he's out there on the court and did play enough to at least get one all-star appearance, Brandon Ingram, great numbers this past season, really good player. So both of those guys, you would have to get, you'd have to give up at least one of them in a potential trade. You asked the question on YouTube, if you had to engage in this trade, would you want Zion Brandon Ingram, and for even good measure, CJ McCollum. Would you want either one of those players most to come back? Did CJ get any more people in his corner, Doug? He is play, he's absolutely
1: playing spoiler, and he's spoiling Zion Williamson in this poll. So we got up to six hundred and eighty five votes. CJ McCollum,
0: the libertarian. Is that what he, he is, is? He's the Green poll?
1: Party candidate. He is Jill Stein. <laughs> um, you know, he is ruining it for Zion Williamson. Who is losing in this poll? Forty-eight percent to forty-five percent. So it's close, and I think honestly, I think if we had run this poll before all of his, uh, you know, social media drama, I I don't know that it would. I don't know that Zion would have lost here. I, I do think that's scaring people yeah. in a in a particular way. Uh, away from and and obviously it would have still been close because I think people are would still be concerned about the injury history that's all that's holding this back at this point because you can't seriously say healthy Brandon Ingram over healthy Zion fully healthy Zion is an unstoppable force that if paired alongside LaMelo Ball can you imagine the LaMelo Ball (laughs) to Zion connection I mean it's blowing my mind to think about I wouldn't honestly I don't I wouldn't even know really how to evaluate it. It, was so, it would be something so incredible I would need to see it happen. Um, and But then I would be scared the whole time that either one of those players are going to get injured because you're adding Zion and his injury history to LaMelo, who has developed a legitimate injury history of his own. I mean, this would be the most fragile team in the National Basketball Association. Everyone would be watching these games on absolute pins and needles, hoping that both of these guys – could stay healthy. So I don't want for, that
0: kind of anxiety. It's, I mean, I,
1: I'm, I've i been anxious this whole draft period. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm ready for it to be over. I'm ready for June 22nd to get here, but then, yeah, if a trade ends up with Zion, that would be anxiety inducing. I think what wouldn't be anxiety inducing would be just doing the simple thing, not overthinking this, having this front office draft scoot Henderson, number two overall. And if I look at these comments, Walker, I didn't give that as an option. I think if I did, it would be the absolute leader in the clubhouse because it's comment after comment from the sickos here that want the Charlotte Hornets to not worry about either one of these players and just go after Scoot. Uh, and and I think honestly that that's where I am. You know, and and the point I was making in the last episode was that I would want the trade package to be so overwhelmingly positive for the Charlotte Hornets that, A, it only makes sense for the New Orleans Pelicans from the context of David Griffin loves Scoot Henderson and would do anything to acquire him, and it makes sense for the Charlotte Hornets because it's something you simply can't refuse. So that's Zion plus other players plus uh, you know, draft assets, and people responded to that last episode saying, you know, Doug's crazy. They'll, they'll never do that that that's the point I want the I want the package to be oh my god I can't believe New Orleans did that Mm -hmm.
0: Um, otherwise take scoot right well and and I did I did see some Hornets fans divide this up into if you're gonna take Brandon Miller then you would obviously lose the chance at that because you're gonna move too far back in the draft even if you get 14 have a chance at him so would you make this move if Brandon Miller was the option here right? For the Charlotte Hornets or what? what is it, you know, clearly you're not doing it if you're one, if you want to take scoot, but what about Brandon Miller? What, would you just want to take Brandon Miller in that scenario, Doug, or at that point, would you trade Brandon in this case for a Zion or a Brandon Ingram and whatever else you wanted to add in that package?
1: So, so for me, the the reason why it's so overwhelming to take scoot over you know, a package, a trade package that would really only include Zion plus maybe a player and a pick. The the reason I wouldn't do that over taking Scoot is that a Scoot's contract is going to be so favorable for the Charlotte Hornets over the next four to five years versus acquiring Brandon Ingram, whose contract runs out in a couple of years. So I guess that's favorable in that. Well, you'd you move to them pay off him. the books. Yeah. you move them off the books, but you don't. You don't get the talent either if he if he moves on, and Zion Williamson you've locked up you know thirty to forty million over the next five or six years, yeah. Mm. So um, that a that's favorable, but b look just Scoot the person is just so focused, so locked in. He's got a great uh, team of people that mostly includes his family that are around him, guiding him. He he believes that this is his place in the world, that basketball is what he was put on this earth to do and not just play basketball, but like achieve great things as a basketball player. Just every word that he says just exudes like this guy gets it. He's going to continue to get it. He's not going to get off track. He's going to move forward and he wants to shepherd a team to the NBA finals. I'm not, I can't say the same thing for Zion Williamson at this point. I probably say the same thing for Brandon Ingram. I think he's motivated in that way, but I don't believe that he has the same ceiling of talent that a Scoot Henderson has. So I throw all that together and I say it's got to be Scoot. But Brandon, Brandon, I think Brandon has this big issue at Alabama that makes you go, God, is this guy, is this guy focused? Is this guy gonna, you know, is he gonna, you come into the end? Did, did he see the light? I don't Mm want to ask I don't have to ask that question with Scoot. I don't have to ask the has he, you know, has he figured it out? Scoot's got it figured out.
0: Well, and and with me, with Brandon Miller, if if the return is Zion, then okay, I I'd be better. I'd be I'd feel a lot better taking that risk, even though it's still a risk. But also, my question too is if Brandon Miller turns into Brandon Ingram, that is a real possible outcome. And so do you just want to go ahead and get one of like the 80 percentile outcomes, 90 percentile outcomes for Brandon Miller at 26 years old? You pay him after his two years left on his deal runs out and get rid of all the uncertainty and just get the finished product right now, because at that point, yeah, I might go ahead and do that. You know, you'd have to the, the idea the argument against it would be the rookie contract thing but you also have to go through the growing pains that Brandon Miller would bring and you could just get the finished product and pay for it right now. So if you get 85th, 90th percentile, I don't know, something like that, Brandon Miller already, then yeah, man, I'd probably go after Brandon Ingram in that scenario.
1: That's really interesting. It's kind of like Pokemon. Like, do you want to just evolve it to the third? Let's just go ahead and get Charizard. (laughs) Um, you know, yeah. and, and instead I don't of, need you to know, build
0: the relationship that comes with getting the puppy, I don't need, to do right.
1: That. I don't need, I, yeah, let's just go ahead and evolve it up to, or maybe the, or maybe the analogy is you just want, I don't know what the second level of that Pokemon was, but you just,
0: maybe you just want the second level. charmillion Doug, get it right. Yeah. Right. Charmillion.
1: Charmillion. Maybe you just want Charmillion. You could, cause look, if you take um you, you know what was the first level Charmander. I haven't played <laughs> play Pokemon see you're younger this is why this makes sense well
0: I was huge the original 150 baby I'm, uh, yeah huge fan
1: yeah so um you know maybe you go Charmillion, and maybe if you take Brandon Miller you've got a chance at a Charizard but maybe he just stays in the first level you don't know so you go Charmillion, and that's Brandon Ingram
0: Yeah. So give me Charmillion in that case, I think, or just, just, just give me like borderline Charizard, maybe Charizard without wings, but still uh, a monster and a fiery tail. And you get other
1: assets, you know, to me, that's what this, it it can't be the package. I'm going to say it over and over again. So that when the pack, you know, if this trade actually happens, we can all come back and reference whether this was a good deal or not a good deal. It can't be focused. Around Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, there are players in the league now, star players in the league now, that I would say, okay, you can focus a deal around the number, a number two pick around that player, because they are a player such that there there aren't those concerns with injuries, there aren't those concerns with maybe not being like championship focused, um, that you would be willing to move the number two pick for, but that's not Brandon Ingram. And that's not Zion Williamson. And honestly, if the Hornets are truly legitimately focused on taking a path that Milwaukee took to the finals, that Denver took to the finals, that, that Dallas, uh, you know, uh, another uh, small to medium sized market darling that won an NBA finals, if you're really interested in taking that path, mm-hmm. then you have to do it through the draft. And so far, they, they've had a couple of draft hits and they've had a couple of draft misses, but so far, they don't have that Jokic. They don't have that Giannis. Maybe LaMelo this season, fully healthy, if he if he puts it all together, maybe he develops into that. But you've got a chance here with either Scoot or Brandon to find that player, and I think they should do that.
0: Yep, 100%. All right. Thanks for making Lockdown Hornets your first listen today. Make your second listen game-to-game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result – Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the league with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Just follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.
1: Find your blastoise.